It's May 20th, 2017, and this is Diz Podopolis, where we talk about Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and everything in between. A dream is a wish your heart makes when you're fast asleep in dreams. So welcome to Dispotopolis. Uh, this is our first recording, our intro, our intro podcast, and we just want to give you guys a little bit of information about ourselves. And I want to introduce each of us. So first, I want to introduce Ryan. This is my cousin, Ryan. Hello. Ryan, tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> well, um, I'm a big, huge Disney fan. I love going to the parks. I love everything Disney. Um, You're my awesome cousin. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've, <laughs> we've been going to Disney since we were um, infants. I mean, I can't even remember our first trips to the park. I just look at the pictures and it's so much mm-hmm. fun to watch. Look at the Kodachrome pictures. <laughs> oh my! God. I think all all pictures should be Kodachrome. Oh my gosh! Oh, yes, so much fun. Like Tomorrowland and Kodachrome. Oh, that's like good. So yeah, um, that's just a little bit about me. And what about what do you do? Oh, okay. Well, um, <laughs> there's that. Uh, I work in education. I'm currently an assistant principal at, at an elementary school here in Texas. And, uh, I really love doing that. It's fun to get to work with, uh, kids of all ages. And I've been in education at the pre-K level all the way up through seniors. So, uh, early childhood, you know, a lot about kids, Yeah, early childhood, elementary, middle school and high school. So yeah, but it's fun. And you have the best job too, because you can love the kids and then send them home. Yeah, I can. Yeah, just have fun and <laughs> send them back. You know, just like okay, well, <laughs> time to go home. <laughs> it is a good job. Yeah, it's a good thing. All right, Fiona, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? No. And she has a flying Dumbo that she's flying through the air right now. <laughs> Here I am. Um. I am older daughter of of Colleen, and I was born with something called um, autism. And I, I actually I actually kind kind of grew up with 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 Disney stuff, and I I actually like Disney. And when I was in when I was in third grade, I actually I I wrote a book about. You are going to love me, and I'm ac- and I'm actually a a very talented artist. Yes, you and, are. An animator. I agree. So that's why I'm I'm kind of stuck on those kind of studios. Yes, you you love the animation style. Even though I am sometimes draw drawing anime anime stuff, and mm-hmm. I do take anime classes yes and you like to to mash up styles too what was the style you created you're naming uh, it still are you done naming it or are you still thinking oh about it? i was 
uh, I'm still thinking about it. It's like a my style is like a combination of like of like small world or of like anime and and Mary Blair. And I was thinking about calling it Kuname or Juname or Anna Eats or something like that. You've been working on it, yeah. We'll put up a, a picture of your poster that you worked on in that style. Oh yeah, I actually uh, a cu- a few years ago, I actually I actually made a huge poster of every, every single mainish Disney film with animation in it. If you want to go see that online when I post it. And I am Colleen, and Ryan is my cousin, as you may have heard, and Fiona is my daughter. Uh, I love Disney, just like Ryan does, and we do this so we can talk to each other, and so Fiona can talk about what she loves also. I am obviously a mother. Um, I am a graphic artist by trade. I worked at Disneyland in my teen years (laughs) for three (laughs) summers. I remember that. Super fun. It was the first year that they hired 16-year-olds, <laughs> and I was there, <laughs> causing much mayhem. And I also, um, as a child, uh, did child acting and actually got to work at the Golden Oak Studio on one of the Disney productions. Oh, wow, that's so that fascinating. Awesome. Yeah, I actually saw uh, uh, one of the things that you were in. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't as much work for kids when I was a kid, but uh, we did do, I did the One Man's Dream special. I think Michael Landon was, um, yeah, so it was a lot of fun. So yeah, I've had Disney my entire life, and our dads, Ryan and my dad, um, John and James are their names, they went to Disneyland the in December of 1955 was the first time they went. So And our dads were hooked and kind of hooked us. Yes, yes. <laughs> we're definitely a Disney family. Yes, yes. So. Yeah, most of the times. Most of the times, most yes. <laughs> Yes, unfortunately, my my poor children, I'm also hooked on national parks. <laughs> so, so we split our time between national parks and Disney. I say A+. Plus. That's uh that's those are some that's some good stuff there. Yeah, we all know we all know that we love other stuff than Disney stuff. Yeah. We do. This is true. So, we just want to welcome you to our podcast and hope you guys like what you hear and just remember that we are doing this purely out of love. <laughs> Start off our show on Dispotopolis, way out west, with a little patch of heaven. I know a place, pretty as pie, where the river bend hits up with the end of the sky. It's left in Nebraska and over a crest on a little patch of heaven, way out west. Everything's great. Miss Fiona, what do you want to talk about tonight? Is it something with the records? Yep. Okay. Which record do you want to talk about today? Uh, this one. This one? So this is Walt Disney's Addition Subtraction with Jiminy Cricket and Rika Moore. Okay, Fiona, tell me what is so special about this album. 
Well, I got this one on Christmas. Okay. And pretty much the song is about music, about like about about math and stuff like that, with a man and woman singing the songs along along with Jiminy, and it kind of sounds like Schoolhouse Rock. <laughs> yes, it does have that vibe, and and the best thing about it is it has that amazing early '60s sound. Oh, nice. It's, it's great. So it's those amazing voices. Like, I, there's no way I could ever sing like these people. <laughs> I just... Like, Six per- plus seven. What that? What does that equal? Let me think. <laughs> Six plus seven. What does that equal? Let me think. <laughs> is that... Is the, what do you think? Is that part of the song? It's just a made-up uh. one. She's making it up. Twelve. There you go. Six plus seven. What does that equal? Twelve. Oh. (laughs) I think I made a boo boo. It's like yeah. It's like yeah. Yeah. It's like six plus six. Um. Six plus seven. What does that equal? (laughs) Thirteen. So they'll have um Mm. the the woman or the man. They will sing the whole song once through. Uh And then Jiminy Cricket will come in as the commentator and tell you how, okay, now it's your turn to pipe in the answers. <laughs> so, and Jiminy Cri- Cricket pipes in the answer with you. Oh, that's nice. Uh, even though he says other stuff like that. Yes, yes. Uh, like, it's not like a kindergarten like thing. Well, it kind of is. <laughs> uh, how come I didn't listen to this when I was six or seven? Well, we didn't have a record player. Mm-hmm. And grandma had misplaced her copy. Yeah. And yes, yes. This was an album I listened to as a kid because my mother was a teacher <laughs> in the 60s. I remember when it so. was on TV or mm-hmm. in reruns, not the original, but I remember it being on the Disney Channel. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah, so you were cool. You had the Disney Channel. Oh, <laughs> I thought you guys, we didn't have cable. I you guys had the Disney Channel too. We did not have cable until I was a senior in high school. Well, we weren't too far behind that. We were. We might have had it just a few years in, in, in advance of that. But you guys had a lot more TV channels in LA than what we did in Portland too. Well, yeah. I mean, and then that was part of the problem. Is is my mom's like, well, we have thirteen channels. Why do we need cable? Yeah. So yeah, I'd have to go to my friend's house to watch anything. But, you know, I didn't watch the Disney Channel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's also, and don't worry, once you've gotten past multi- uh, sub- addition and subtraction, yes, girls and boys, there's multiplication and division. Oh, nice. Oh, that's good. Now, it only does, it only does multiplication up to times five and division up to times four. Well, that's, so. you know, that's, that's, that's high enough. It is. You got to start somewhere. I guess... I guess Jiminy was kind of a preschooler back then. Well, not yeah. like early early elementary. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. Early elementary. Even though right now Mickey Mouse is being is being the preschooler. Yes, yes, that's that is that's yeah. I don't know about because Elias is not interested in in Mickey Mouse at all at seven because it's the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Oh, okay. And so he just sees it as something for, you know, oh, I've graduated out of Mickey Mouse. I don't do Mickey Mouse anymore. But so. there's still some one-two-up stuff about Mickey Mouse. 
the newer yeah, cartoons? Yeah, the new stuff. Yeah, they did do some of those newer cartoons. but. So what tracks are on, on there? So Okay, so the multiplication and division. Track number one, division. <laughs> track number two, Gazinta. Track number three, the, the division rifle. Track number four, go to the top of the class. And for multiplication, yeah, track number one, multiplication. Track number two, you got to love this one. Rabbits times rabbits. They know how to multiply. <laughs> yes, yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> it's slightly perfect. That's awesome. They have peculiar habits That they are cute There's really no denying But darn those idiots They must really know their digits Cause they're masters of the art of multiplying Two times two and <laughs> Just, It gets is so like, wonderful hmm, I think that's another Disney album <laughs> Entirely <laughs> uh, Track number three um, the most PC one on the ter- on here, the Latin Eskimo. What? <laughs> so an Eskimo um, in a Latin tune, an, es- uh, an Eskimo singing a Latin tune. Well, there was one. There was one. One of those that were about like cannibals. <gasps> oh yeah, the cannibals. Oh, that's on. That's on the other one. Yeah, other yep. one. That one's awesome too. <laughs> wow. Uh, number four, the multiple waltz. Number five, the switch hitch. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That some of that would definitely not make it to today's classroom. <laughs> I know some of them they have like dead on, and some you're like, oh yeah. Well, it's the early '60s, girls and boys. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So addition side one, one addition to the glory tree, adding by ones. Uh, three Noah's Ark. Okay. Four adding combinations. Five the pointing game. So those are pretty straightforward, yeah. but oh, then the fun begins. Subtraction. Uh, number one, subtraction. Two, the cannibal song. <laughs> and let me just tell you, it doesn't end well for the cannibals. <laughs> oh, no. like, like, I know one part, one of them say one turns to a skeleton. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not pretty. <laughs> no. I don't even want subtraction uh, through cannibalism. What kind yes. of Disney? <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so good. But just so you know, one joined, one entered politics, so he left. Oh, okay. Well, uh, what, what does cannibals mean anyway? Oh, what cannibal is someone who who eats humans? <laughs> okay, she just blew, I just blew her mind. Yes. <laughs> I just forgot. Yeah. Number three, the finger game. Hopefully, hopefully the cannibals aren't involved in that one. That's wrong. <laughs> For the mix-up waltz. So, but, yeah, I'm strangely uh, uh, loving the cannibals. <laughs> yes. I'm just like, really? Okay. I, I was not expecting a cannibal song and just needs addition subtraction. <laughs> I know. I, I kind of I like those songs. I thought I I, I kind of thought they were kind of cute. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them are cute. A lot of them are totally benign. But I yeah, it took me back when they started singing about that. We went from ten to one cannibals left, and then we lost our one cannibal. 
<laughs> and Jiminy Cricket comes on and says, and now there's none. <laughs> God, I love that guy. Yeah, you gotta love Jiminy Cricket. Oh, boy. <laughs> you gotta wonder what the creative force behind that was. <laughs> So we've got and to teach oh. children how to subtract. <laughs> What's a good hook for that? <laughs> Cannibals! <laughs> I mean, they did have martini lunches, so you've got to wonder, was that after oh, a martini yes. lunch? Oh, yes. Oh. I'm pretty sure that one came with a martini lunch, and so did the Latin Eskimo, because yes. I don't know how you do that. Sometimes. There were ten little cannibals swinging on a vine. One tried to pat a big wild cat, and then there were nine. You know, I had forgotten how short a record was. Oh, yeah. I, you know, it, it seemed to go by so, so quickly. And I, I guess because I'm so used to, like, an hour of music. Yeah. And this was nowhere near that. Maybe 20 minutes? Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's the whole record. I mean, I don't I don't remember. But I guess like a whole, well, maybe around 25 minutes. Because then mm-hmm. that 25, 30, maybe. Because that would be a whole album. Like you'd, you'd get two sides on a, an, I guess that really does make sense. But in my head, I was just expecting an hour of edition songs. No, mm-hmm. but. Do we really want an hour of... No, I don't know if we want an hour of it. I think, I think 20 min- 25 minutes is enough. <laughs> well, I don't know. They came up with cannibals. I wonder what else we could come up with. Oh, no. So is the Jiminy on this record the real Jiminy Cricket, the one from Pinocchio, or is it somebody who just is doing the voice? Oh, Cliff Edwards. It would be Cliff Edwards, just looking at the Cliff timeline. Ed- what? How do you pronounce it? Cliff Edwards? Edwards. Edwards. Yeah, so it, uh, it would have been Cliff Edwards. How interesting. He's like those singers that go... Yeah, ukuleles. Yeah. <laughs> well, Cliff Edwards was from Hannibal, Missouri. I have not been there. Me neither. <laughs> yeah, okay, so Rika Moore is the woman singing on the, on the record. And she's an actress, singer, and composer. So kudos to her. Or, I, yeah, because it just lists the two performers, Rika Moore and Jiminy Cricket, on the addition, subtraction, and the multiplication and division albums. She has a beautiful voice. I mean, it's just... Yeah. She's credited as all songs composed by Rika Owen Moore, so we know who to p- pin the cannibal song on. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, because I don't think that was Cliff Edwards singing the male part. Yeah, his voice is high-ish. But, I mean, he is a voice actor, so he could change it. Yeah, I'm sure he changed his voice for the Jiminy Cricket role, I would think. Maybe not. Oh, yeah. Huh. Cliff Edwards' number one hit was Singing in the Rain in 1929. Say what? Yeah. Yep, that was his number one hit in 1929. You knew this, Adia? Or Fiona? Whoever you were? Um, I actually saw an Instagram video of it. You know everything. I just randomly choosed it. Because it's a real, like, you would never, you would never go, oh, Jiminy Cricket just switched his voice and now he's singing this song. <laughs> but it, it must be. <laughs> I know, it's the wrong. Yeah. Okay, so maybe, it, maybe it was him singing. So just the two of them singing on there. That's awesome. Wow. That was a mystery. 
Yeah. So, yeah. So all those women out there that think that Disney is a sexist, poo-poo to you. <laughs> Rika Moore writing, writing two albums for Disney children. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, like, the Walt Disney Company did a lot more for women than in that day and age than in any other studio did. And most, Oh yeah. Most corporations for that, too, for that matter too. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, he actually had, you know, women, um, in all, all parts of animation by the time they were in the fifties and sixties. Yeah. But yeah. And then park development and. Oh yeah. I mean, my he was more, yeah, he was more um, interested in if you were good at your job or not. Yeah. <laughs> Could you do it or not do it? <laughs> yeah. How many times have we talked about an obscure singer? How many times? How long, I met. How long? Should we end? Are you done? Maybe. Would you like to take a break? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. While Fiona takes a break, we're going to move on over to Aerie 55 and talk a little bit about what's going on at Disneyland. Today on Dispodopolis, we're going to talk about the first ride that we remember going on. So Ryan and I have a problem because we started going to Disneyland when we were babies and toddlers. So it's hard for us to remember the exact first ride that we went on. But um, Brian, Ryan, why don't you tell us about your first ride experience that you is ingrained in your memory? Well, the first ride experience that just like really ingrained in my memory is the Haunted Mansion. And... It was, it was for a couple of reasons. One, I can just have a very vivid memory of our family standing in line. And we had, your dad had like this massive ticket book because. Well, yeah, there's 11 people. Yeah. So. <laughs> there were, yes, just imagine always going to Disneyland with 11 people. Yes. <laughs> and so trying to get everybody through the queue line and get on the ride always was a bit of a production. And so, you know, uh -huh. he's like trying to go through that ticket book and get it all out for us. And um, yeah, so that was that's really one of my earliest memories. It was just it's just interesting, you know, just thinking about the ticket books and all all of that kind of stuff. But that queue line is just phenomenal. Oh, absolutely. I love that queue line. Um, you know, you come in and it's just well landscaped it's like this creepy landscaping but it's like immaculate and it's just beautiful and it's yeah beautiful and scary at the same time yeah and only like disney can do that kind of stuff make it beautiful and scary <laughs> like pristine <laughs> and scary at the same time yeah that's just that's that's a talent um ryan yes ma'am uh when when you were first there was the guy in the armor there Oh, do you know what she's talking yeah, about? Yeah, the guy in the armor that used to walk around in the right. No, was it? He wasn't there like early on. He was there. Oh, I don't know. Probably so. as late elementary school. Colleen, do you remember how old you were around then? I was in junior yeah. high because it was the. So 80s. it was when it was you were a bit 80s. older. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That experience. But I remember. Yeah, that way I would go on that ride with my friends in junior high, Oof. and that's probably the worst time for them to put a scary armor guy in a yeah. hallway walking. And that saying like, boo. Yeah. 
a bunch of 12 year old <laughs> screaming girls. Well, and I remember that because we would all cram into one of the Omnimover Doom buggies, you know, and oh, I think yes. it would be like you, me, Ooh. Jason and Derek all crammed into one, you know. Um, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Right now I can't do that sound. And you, you would be okay. like, you, were, you would warn us, you know, like there's going to be this guy in armor and it still would scare the bejesus out of us. Uh, oh, did I warn you? Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You totally did. Yeah, you did. And I think that made it worse, actually, because then the anticipation of something coming out and jumping out at you was like worse than something just randomly jumping out at you. <laughs> You're welcome. Anytime. Like the Mansion was kind of crappy back then. <laughs> it was no. It was pretty much it was well, very similar like, to what it is now. Yeah. Well, just one thing I met. Oh, oh you, you wouldn't like that part? Mm, I don't know. You don't know? She's <laughs> uh, good thing I wasn't alive back then. Okay, I'm going to think she she doesn't like that part. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thinking That's about it. If I was alive back then, what will my reaction be like if I saw it? Yes. Well, I screamed and jumped out of my seat, so. Oh, we all did. I mean... Yeah, yep. even with the even with the warning of I want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that kind of is another reason why Haunted Mansion isn't very early. One of the first attractions I remember are those the things that pop up from behind the tombstones and just pop out randomly. They would scare me so bad when I was a little kid. I know. <laughs> and I, I, I don't think I I don't think I had my eyes open in the graveyard scene until I was like in middle school or high school. It was that I was like a, Oh my gosh, that's But hilarious. when I look at them mostly I don't mind. You don't mind those part that part that's how it's okay? Well mostly. Mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Jump scares. It's- yeah, they don't seem to have as many popping heads as they did, or... No, they don't. It almost seems like at one point they didn't have them, and then they came back. I mean, I could be crazy, but that's, you know... Yeah. Just to make things that seem jumpy. Yes. Very jumpy. Yeah. Even to this day, I try and look beyond them, you know, past the scrims into, like, what's going on in the background scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And my eyesight's getting worse, too, so it's really hard for me to see past that fuzzy mesh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seems like it was a lot clearer when I was younger. And it probably was. But I remember because there was no fast pass line, so we would stand in that queue line and look at all the landscaping, and then we would look at, like, the tombstones. Yeah, we would just read that. I remember I was reading, like, the, the very quirky, uh, corny tombstones. Those were those were fun. And then we would get into the stretching hall. And like you knew the whole thing word for word. And then you go down in the changing portraits and the bus that followed you. And then you get into the right. No, that is probably one of the very first queue lines that was built that was just that immersive. Yeah, it, you don't even think of it as being a queue line. You think of it as being part of the ride. Yeah. I would never go, oh, the stretching room, that's not, that's part of the ride. You're in. Yay. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's almost I went through, think, I think they're trying to achieve is you don't even realize you're in line anymore. Yeah. That, you're, that, is, that is part of the attraction. So they, they make the line mm-hmm. part of the attraction. I just, yeah, it's just genius. It is. Yep. And, you know, like, could you imagine, like, just, you know, if they didn't have, like, 
the the garden and the stretching room and the changing portraits and all of that and you just got on the you just got on the doom buggy and went around i mean that would totally would not be the same same ride same attraction oh absolutely it wouldn't have the same effect at all at all Uh -uh. because and you feel like you actually you're obviously not walking through that house but as a child the illusion is completely cast you really honestly think you're in that house fiona do you have like a first memory of the haunted house or the haunted mansion well um when i when when i first visit disneyland like like a baby well when i was Little, I was like, I was like scared of like, of like puppets and people dressed up as, as characters. So, so no Mickey Mouse for me. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Nope. Yeah. So your fear was but not the- with the Haunted Mansion, it was with the characters. And Mickey, it was with Mickey Mouse. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well uh, I was going to say the Haunted Mansion thing. So... So when we, when we, when I was like two or something like that, we kind of avoid the the characters. But when we got in the high mansion, I was like excited. Yeah, that's the funny thing about uh, babies and toddlers is they don't even realize what they're going through. Like they don't even realize it's supposed to be scary. So you can pretty much take a kid on that ride until they're about three. <laughs> and have the cognitive ability to realize, oh, I should be scared of this. <laughs> and it looks like I also went on the Nightmare Before Christmas edition of it. Yeah, I would. She was two and a half, and I would just go around, and it was Christmas time, and um, my husband Jeff was working. I really want to go Orange back County to Disney on that Christmas again. Yeah, so she's actually been on the Nightmare. Before Christmas edition of the Haunted Mansion, but not at any time she could remember. And and before I saw yes. the movie yes. itself. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you know she didn't care. Yeah. Did you care after you? Did you care after you went on the uh, overlay when they do the what is the Nightmare Before Christmas Christmas overlay? I was like twelve when I first saw it. Yeah. I know. Weird. Oh, the movie. The movie. She's talking about the oh, movie. I yeah. gotcha. She first saw the movie when she was 12 at Nightmare. So she has not seen the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay um, ever. Well, since she was two, I should oh, say. Okay. She hasn't seen it since she since was two. two. So she doesn't remember okay, it. I gotcha. Yeah. So. Well, I was, that was this past year. I, I didn't see it until this past year. Yeah. So I had been on it when she was two. And then, so 13 years later, I saw it again. <laughs> That's, I have to say, it's one of the best overlays. I mean, I, I didn't think... I, I was kind of worried I wasn't going to like it because I, I love the Haunted Mansion so much. I was a little worried. Oh, I would, yeah. I would be like... I, I felt like I was missing the original thing, but they did it. They do a, an amazing job. I really I really like that overlay. Yeah, what amazes me is when you're getting on the Doom Buggies, the depth of the animated scene that they have as you're getting on it just you know the three-dimensional set that they've created you're like they i can't believe they have that much space to do that it's amazing yeah uh that's yeah they're, they're just the phenomenal designers there um 
I think I really liked the I like the Jack Skellington and Sally in the graveyard too. They're, those are fun characters. Oh, they, yeah. That, was, that really added to it with Sally looking at Jack longingly and lovingly and but that yeah. was really cute. <laughs> yeah. And uh, stop saying stuff like that. <laughs> She's getting jealous. Oh. Uh, well, <laughs> you'll get to go again someday. I know. Uh, I, I would know. say Sally wasn't there when I was little. No, Sally wasn't there when you were little. That's right. Yeah, she is. She looks like right. back then she only appeared in the back. She only appeared in like a wall or something like that. Like in a, oh, I think okay. a painting, I think. Oh, speaking of like of new, so speaking of new characters Hard in the Haunted remember. Mansion, um, Hatbox Ghost. Uh, what do you think of Hatbox Ghost, Fiona? Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's a pretty amazing effect. I mean, you, yeah. you know, I got they, very curious about that guy. Yeah, she's pretty excited that she got to see that one. I like seeing that one. That that fat, they did a good job with the effects on Hatbox Ghost. I remember there was like a big question of it being original to the Haunted Mansion, and Tony Baxter was event, was able to confirm that yes, it was really there. <laughs> and they do have photographic <laughs> evidence of it being in the Haunted Mansion and orig- on, uh, when it opened, but taking it back out. I, yeah, I just think it's amazing just the the um, websites and the controversies that come up and the, it was there, it wasn't there, you know, kind of a thing. It's amazing. People love this attraction. I mean, this is, you know, people will go to Disneyland specifically for this attraction. It's, it's, oh, yeah. Uh, it's a good one. I mean, yeah. So just some, I just have some really good memories of this one. Really scary memories of this one too. I know. That's one of those rides. Yeah. It's one of those rides where I was just, I'm going to be brave. And I don't ever remember saying I wouldn't go on it. I don't know if it was was, because I was the oldest child and you know, the expectations were there (laughs) or what that I, yeah, I just remember, I don't ever remember not going on this ride as a kid and I'd make sure if I, if I went on it, like I wasn't on the end, like I would like shove you guys off to the edges so I could be in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we were always good with it. We always thought that was just because, you know, you know, you were our our oldest cousin and we were just like, yeah, we all want to sit by Colleen. So we all got to sit by Colleen. We didn't realize that that was the, (laughs) there was ulterior motives to it. (laughs) There's always alternative motives with me. I'm like, oh, good. They don't want it. They both want to sit by me. Awesome. I'm sitting in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yep. You said in the middle. I probably had my head buried into your shoulder during the graveyard scene. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I had like two. Yes, I was very squished. Whether there was room or not. (laughs) Like, what's worse, Haunted Mansion or Snow White? Oh, ooh, good question. Man, for for little kids, the ones that I do see crying more are actually Snow White. I see more people coming off of Snow White crying than I've seen Haunted Mansion. What about Pinocchio? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That one's not as quite as bad as Snow White, but it still is terrifying. Yeah, I'm like... (laughs) But when I was six, when I fell in love with the movie, I really wanted to go on it. Right. Yes. Oh boy. Yeah. So yeah, trying to explain to her. I want to see Jimmy. I want to see Jimmy. <laughs> yes. And they went, well, okay, but it's scary. Okay. Okay. 
of it. And she, we went on it. And yeah, I don't think we went on it for a while after that. She was done. <laughs> Did it scare you pretty good, Fiona? <laughs> well, well, I, I think I was mostly a princess person when I was two. When you were two, yes, you were a princess person. Oh, that's fair. But yeah, it's like she wanted to see Pinocchio, and oh yeah, we went on that. We did not go on Snow White after Pinocchio. She was done. Absolutely, like, I don't want to return. No, that may have been the end of your love as Pinocchio at six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. It happens. Yes, it does. <laughs> So um, now that we're in Fantasyland, do you want to talk about the Matterhorn? Yeah, let's head on over to the Matterhorn and uh, say, you know, we're in Fantasyland and Matterhorn (laughs) with the yodeling in the background. (laughs) I just the first thing, the first big controversy about the Matterhorn before I go into talking about when I first went on the Matterhorn, uh, apparently... There's a controversy whether it was in Tomorrowland or Fantasyland. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. It's a big and controversy. Hilar- I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why either because I was, like, looking up the tickets from 1959, the whole reason we have an e-ticket. Mm-hmm. Yes, the Matterhorn. And the 1959 e-ticket, Fantasyland, Matterhorn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, Yeah. <laughs> and then even the the poster, the ride poster is right underneath Fantasyland. So I just like, um, I guess because pe- they built the mo- monorail, the submarine, and the Matterhorn all at the same time, I guess people, the assumption was it was Tomorrowland since the other two were. But, you know, I think it was pretty clear <laughs> it was in Fantasyland. Which is, which, which that, that is interesting that, uh, that uh, I can understand the monorail being part of uh, Tomorrowland, mm-hmm. but the submarine ride really almost fits better into Fantasyland now oh, because yeah. it's all, it's mm-hmm. all finding Nemo and yeah, it's not, it's not like, to me, it's not very futuristic. Mm-hmm. It's more fantasy, no. you know, and even, even when it was 20,000 leagues under the sea, it still was very, I don't know, kind of. Well, it's Jules Verne, yeah. so it's retro fantasy or retro Tomorrowland. Yeah, yeah, very much so. So that's interesting. Oh, so back to the Matterhorn, though. Yep, yeah, back to the Matterhorn. So when Fiona asked me to talk about one of my first experiences at Disneyland, I just immediately thought of the Matterhorn because I remember this being the first ride that my dad and I went on by ourselves without my cousins. <laughs> <laughs> You got a break from us. (laughs) I I know, and it was the first time I went on you know a roller coaster. That that is just a huge impact on a child, especially when you've been begging your parents. It seems like years. I'm sure it had been. And California Adventure wasn't out yet when you were there. No, No. there was no California Adventure when I was a child. Parking lot. (laughs) It remained a parking lot for a very long time. And the Pixar films were made in the 1990s. Yes. 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 So yeah, no, the yeah, the parking lot, that's the end the the funnest ride at the end of the day. The tram. <laughs> but yeah, back to the Matterhorn. Um, yeah, so the Matterhorn bobslides. So it had to be 1978. I could have sworn it was 1977, but it was actually so it was the second year that we went to Disneyland together in 1978. 
So I, you know, I convinced my dad to, to part with a precious e-ticket <laughs> oh. so he and I could go on the Matterhorn where you guys were sleep, sleeping, taking a big snooze. Since there were, you know, my brother and your brother and you yeah. all in stroller snoozing. So, um, I, you know, my dad's like, oh, it's scary. Are you sure you want to go on? I'm like, absolutely. I'm super brave. I'm five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not scared of anything. Yeah, I guess that that was the year that they put in um, the abominable snowman, not the Yeti people, not the Yeti. Yeah, it is the abominable, <laughs> abominable snowman. <laughs> That's like the same was, thing. No. Now, that is your controversy. <laughs> that is the controversy. <laughs> no, it is not the same thing. The Yeti's added Expedition Everest in, in Walt Disney oh. World. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, so like if I... it's brown, it's Yeti. And if it's white, it's Abominable Snowman. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> sure. We'll go with that. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, I thought, so, I thought yeah. Abominable Snowman was the name for Yeti. It is in a different culture. So, yeah, you have that. That's right. It is. Uh, yeah. But because growing up as a kid, I had no, like, you never heard the term Yeti. All you heard was abominable snowman. And uh, so I remember, this is when, you know, you use tandem riding. So my dad and your dad being extremely tall, we're really glad that we were small children. Yeah. <laughs> so my dad and I went on it. And, you know, even 1978, you, know, you got the two bobsleds together going up it and i just remember the so excited so thrilling amazing ride scared out of my wits by the abominable snowman (laughs) crawling and there was no way i was telling my dad i was scared absolutely not (laughs) and of course i wanted to go on immediately again after we got off but that was not going to happen because my dad was not going to part with another (laughs) e-ticket That's that's awesome. So yeah, yeah, I yeah, I thought it was is great, and I think the first side we went on. So this is you can do this. Like there's a Fantasyland side and there's a Tomorrowland side, yeah. and I'm pretty sure the first side I went on was the Tomorrowland side one. We almost always went on the Tomorrowland side one when we went. Yeah. yeah it, See, this ride is kind of evil when we're, you know, trying to figure out which line. I remember literally walking around this entire, the entire Matterhorn trying to figure out which line was shorter. (laughs) The amount of time we spent walking around the Matterhorn to figure out which line was shorter was probably like, what, like five to ten minutes. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't have mattered. So, but yeah, no. Was, no, was and, it just um, you and your dad? Did any did like did like my dad or anybody else ride with you? Was no, it just you and your dad. It was yeah, it was just dad and okay. me. We just went on it. Um, and I remember my dad like even being like, "Oh, it's gonna hurt." <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny because that ride really does hurt every time I go on yes, it. I'm it like, <laughs> we loved it as children, but now that I'm a little bit older, I'm like, oh, I'm beat up. Oh, <laughs> oh man! And they added cushions to yeah. it a couple of years ago, and we're still like, oh my gosh! But you like, you don't care. I don't care that I'm getting beat up on this ride. I'm riding this ride because yeah. it's so awesome. <laughs> totally. <laughs> And I had to see the new Abominable Snowman. Hello. Of course. Oh, yeah. Mom? Yes, sweetie. Uh, Did I first go on the Matterhorn when I was little? Or no? Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah. Well, it's, it's one of those weird things. So I'm trying to figure out when you first went on it. And I think you were probably seven or eight. Oh. Um, but the thing that always cracks me up is, is for some reason, for a couple of years, we would fall on our California trip to Disneyland would fall in January and February. And I don't know what it is about them closing the Matterhorn right after Christmas. Mm. It would be close. It seemed like for years we would go and there was, the Matterhorn was closed. Mm. So it took a couple years for us to get on it with you because it wasn't open. So it wasn't open for years. Well, it was open, but or- not when we were there. Like, oh, we would be there in oh, January oh, or February. Oh, Just like this past so, spring break, yeah. you know, they were doing, like, the So we didn't go on it a bit back then. Right. And even this spring break, we didn't go on it because it was closed. Yeah, they're always repairing that thing. Yeah. Now, when you went on it months. the first time, was it was it fairly empty, like, scaffolding, mostly on the interior? I, I see... All, I don't remember any scaffolding okay. on the inside. I remember the two abominable snowmen and dark. Yeah. I remember it being dark. So there could have been like Pitch scaffolding black. everywhere. But, you know, I, all I remember is the two abominable snowmen in just darkness, like going in and out of darkness. Yeah. Well, see, in, you know, we were talking about earlier, the, the crystals, like if you had asked me, oh yeah, I totally saw the crystals in 1978, but then really, they really weren't there until 1998. So, and in, and like nowadays you can go on a ride and repeat and repeat. That's the thing with the tickets. You would only go on that ride once. Yeah. And then a year, unless you had a much cooler dad than mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had a Kano dads. <laughs> well, that's okay. <laughs> so, yeah. But the thing is that made Disneyland really special too, with it just being, you know, we'd go on it once. So, okay. But I did. Okay. So this is one thing. Cause I did a little research on the Matterhorn to just refresh my memory of this. So I did figure out one mystery because you know how Bob Gurr is always talking about, oh, they've just engineered the cars wrong. The cars are wrong for the track. That's why it's so bumpy and da da la la. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, that's great. Why don't they re-engineer the cars so they work better? But then I was looking at old pictures before I rode on it because, you know, it was the double Snow, the bobsleds connected together. Yeah. There used to only be one bobsled and not two bobsleds. So you, mm-hmm. Obviously, they did that to double the occupancy oh. of what they could get through. So I'm like, oh, duh. So now you've got these two bobsleds causing this friction and jostling everything around when it was really designed for one bobsled and like a max of four people. Oh, okay. I know. I'm like, oh, light bulb. Bing. <laughs> Lad so, Bob. so it made so much sense when i saw that well of course they can't just go re you know design the bobsleds then because they're obviously not going to half the occupancy for the day that oh, would be insanity my goodness no not in this day and age no 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 so we must all suffer through it 
<laughs> and we do suffer oh, through wow. it. Yes. Yes, we do. We do. Yeah, that's that was the one good thing about riding with your dad is you're pretty much cushioned from any of that. <laughs> Our dad's message has been beat up on that thing. <laughs> Their poor like knees and thighs are like permanent marks on them. Oh. <laughs> Since we're talking about Bob Gurr, Ryan, why don't you do a little FYI on Bob Gurr for those out there that don't know who Bob Gurr is? Sure, I'd love to. Um, Bob Gurr started with the Disney Company in October of 1954 at the Walt Disney Production Studio in Burbank, California, in their machine shop, which at that time was managed by Roger Brogy Sr. Um, oh, now we have to go into Roger Brogy Sr. <laughs> <laughs> do, we, do we have to go to, do, We'll do Roger another time. Yeah, we'll do Roger another time. We'll <laughs> let people know who he was, because he's important, He's too. important, yes. Um, but Bob was assigned the task of designing the Disneyland Autopia car. That was his first task. Um, he mostly designed transportation and ride vehicles at Disneyland. Some of his work includes, of course, the original Autopia cars, the Disneyland monorail, the Matterhorn bobsleds, which we've been talking Woo! about, and the doom buggies yes. in the Haunted Mansion, which, you know, we've been talking about the Haunted Mansion. You were talking about, yeah. yes. Um, he also worked on things at the 1964 World's Fair for the Disney Company, including the Ford Magic Skyway, which eventually became the people mover at Disneyland, and the first audio animatronic, Mr. Lincoln as well as he worked on a lot of the antique cars and, and designing the antique cars and fire engine uh, on Main Street. So Bob Gurr did a lot when it came to things that moved at Disneyland. Um, if he didn't Imagineer them himself, he worked on a lot of things, just trying to reimagineer things that about them when they would break down and keep them moving at all times and keep them operational uh, throughout the year. Bob Gurr retired from the Disney Company in 1981. He is a Disney legend and has a window on Main Street, which most Disney legends that do have a window on Main Street say that the bigger accomplishment is actually getting that window on Main Street. So he's pretty big up in the Disney Company and and um, things that he did at Disneyland. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think the, the ultimate goal is the window on Main Street, definitely. Oh, my gosh. I want one. Yeah. <laughs> i'll just sneak in there some night and oh look look at her <laughs> just gonna paint yourself on one of those windows <laughs> absolutely no one will notice <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm sure men in white hats will be coming for you <laughs> oh no not the men in white hats yeah the security guards yeah not the security guards yeah, yeah. So he worked with Aero Development Company on the Matterhorn. They're the ones that actually constructed the Matterhorn. And that was the first tubular. I love that word, <laughs> tubular steel track roller coaster. Thank goodness, goodness, that got picked up with the um, Valley Girl vernacular. <laughs> so that was the Aero Development Company. Yep. Yeah. 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 They designed a lot of original attractions for. Um, Disney Disneyland. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But I know um, Bob Gurr did some reimagineering for Aero Development Company, and um, at first he said that he was afraid that they'd be really um, 
upset or off put by him and his suggestions, but they were actually very inviting and um, really liked his suggestions and were very open to uh, Bob Gurr and how he uh, thought certain things should be developed or improved. Yeah. Well, so then that's a good company to work for. Because that's yeah. the company you want to work with. Would they understand that maybe they don't have everything that you need and that, you know, they can take recommendations and comments. I like that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they collaborated. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they redid it for their 60th. They added a lot of stuff to it. Yes, I'm. I'm really impressed with what they did for it for the 60th. Do you, Fiona? Do you remember it before the new Yetis? Mm-hmm. What? So what do you think compared to the old Yetis and the new Yetis? What do you think? Well, I know I mostly closed my eyes on that ride, but yeah. Well, I know. I know they have updated it. I know I saw the Yeti go like that. And with its arms up, yeah. <laughs> yelling. Yeah. Yeah, that happens with Fiona a lot. She'll just close her eyes. <laughs> I feel like seeing it for some reason. Well, because it's scary, and that's okay. Do you still enjoy going on the ride? Yeah, I guess older kids can be scared, too. Yes, older kids definitely can be scared. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I remember... Um, you know, just being terrified of the, that abominable snowman. Um, he, he was, oh man, when we were, cause he had that one in the dark and it was just like two red lights for his eyes, but oh, it was, it's too close. It was so intense. <laughs> though, like you just swore that, you know, that thing was real, but, um, oh, it's nowhere near like what they have again. now, but it still was, you knew it was coming. It'd still just be oh yeah, so much fun. It was so much. That was like, fun. It was fun to be terrified on that one. Like yes. never go on that ride again. <laughs> <laughs> just keep your eyes closed, Fiona. Well, just keep them closed un- until the two thousands, where yeah. it's not all darkness and stuff. Yeah, I mean, if you think about, it, there's so much more going on now. Actually, they've added a lot of light, which is funny. But yeah. I have to say, I really am loving. The little ice with the abominable snowman behind the ice. Oh, yeah. As you're going up. Oh, my Lord. If you get it timed just right and it, like, goes towards the ice and bangs on it, that's perfect. Yeah, that's a, that was pretty. I was like, ooh, that'd be intense. Uh, it was intense, you know, as an adult, but as a little kid, I'd be like, oh, my gosh. He's trying yeah. to get me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, <laughs> keep interchanging those, but yeah, the the abominable snowmans are gonna get me. See, and I knew that was coming, and I think it scared me more. Just like I, I scared you more by telling you what was gonna happen with the guy walking down the hall in the high mansion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like the addition of all the uh, ride vehicles that are that the Yeti has collected and smashed up. Oh yeah! Oh, in the introduction of the Skyway yeah. cart. Yeah, you have the yeah. Skyway gondola up there, and an old, mm-hmm. an old bobsled, and some different things up there. The... Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I miss the Skyway. Oh yeah, Cry. going Tear. through the mountain that was oh, amazing. Geez. 
Well, you just hear the wind rushing through you, and you always heard the abominable snowman. But when we were at, um, but when we were at a California Zoo, they had something like that. Oh, the San Diego Zoo. Yeah. San yes, Diego. the San Diego Zoo still has a Skyway. Yep. Yeah. Yep, through. That would be awesome if they still have it. Yeah, yeah, but too many kids spit off the side of it. Huh? <laughs> Which scares their parents? No. No. People, ruins people's no, days. <laughs> ruin people's days. People would like spit gum off the side of the Skyway or dump beverages. Wow. Or sp- yes, it was it was bad. It was bad. Or like, start or start swinging them back and forth, and then the whole system oh, it would trip an emergency <laughs> system, so people would get stuck up there for hours, and they'd have to bring in like a crane to like get these people out of the buckets at times if they couldn't get it, you know, if they couldn't get the emergency yeah. system reset. Goodbye, you darn thing. Yeah. So, so I mean, how come nobody does that at the San Diego Zoo? Ah. <laughs> I don't know, but they would do it there at Disneyland. <laughs> it's like. Well, it was a fun right. place. Yeah. Funner yeah, than the zoo. Yep. I'll have to say, well, I full full admittance, I did get in trouble in eighth grade for throwing something over the side of the skyway. <laughs> oh, you rebel. <laughs> double I got double dog dared. Oh boy. Oh no. <laughs> well, if it's a double dog double dare. Double dog dare you. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh yeah, eighth graders are stupid. <laughs> yeah, this is this is this is true. I think. I can't think I'm moving to ninth grade. Yeah, middle school. Middle school. Yeah, people do lose their minds at that age level. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I got called out too and pulled aside and threatened. <laughs> oh my! Oh, gosh, my it was God. horrible. Was it a man in a white hat? Uh, well, it was just one of the Skyway operators. Oh, one of the Skyway operators. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was, I mean, in all honesty, he was pretty easy on us, but we were pretty easily scared and he knew it. He knew we were, you know, just quivering because we were there. I think it was a school uh, field trip. So if you had earned so many points, you got to go to Disneyland. And so, yeah, I'm pretty, yeah. So we maintained our good behavior after that. The men in the the men in white hats. I mean, those are that's like your Disney security people, and that's when you know trouble is on the way. Yeah, no, I've never seen a. We no, I never got to that point in life. Oh, good heavens! It was I was there with Mike one year, and uh, I think I don't know if you guys were there if I was with mom and dad, but I left my bat. We we're getting we we're getting ready for a parade, and I left my backpack on the steps of the city hall. Uh, just for a okay. second, and I had to walk over to where my sisters were. Si- it was my sisters. Okay, so it was my family where my sisters were sitting. Yep. Check on them, um, and then checked on mom. She w- she had gone to the restroom, and um, Mike was there up on City Hall, and but he was back a ways and watching my backpack. But um, uh-huh. uh huh. Suddenly, like these men in white hats were coming. <laughs> I had come back and these men in white hats were coming towards city hall and I picked up the backpack Uh and they stopped me and they're like, sir, is that your backpack? And they were just like, (laughs) cause it had been left unattended. And like, that's how good security is there. I mean, like they are watching like Hawks out there. I mean, it had been minutes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Minutes. So it was just an unattended backpack. So yeah. 
Well, there's a lot of plainclothes cops walking around, too, which I'm sure, I'm sure is who spotted it in the first place. I mean, so. Yep, just radioed back. Absolutely. So I thought maybe the men in white hats were coming to get you and take you off the <laughs> Skyway <laughs> to Tomorrowland or Fantasyland, and that'd be it. No. <laughs> I was too young and too cute. I just gave my big smile and said, I'm so sorry, and looked all teary-eyed. <laughs> Or eyes. Puppy dog eyes. Yep, give my puppy dog eyes. That's right. Well, anything else with the haunted with the haunted mansion? Uh with the Matterhorn. The haunted mansion. Let me tell you this fun fact. Oh my lord, have you seen the art link letter special on ABC they did for the grand opening of the Monorail, the Matterhorn Bobsleds, and the Submarine Voyage at Disneyland. Disney goes anywhere in the world, he likes to bring back something for the park. And so when Walt was on location last year in Switzerland and saw the Matterhorn, he thought, say, that would make a nice souvenir for Disneyland. Well, there it is. Not the real mountain, of course, because even Walt couldn't bring the Matterhorn back, but he built one exactly to scale, one one-hundredth, the original size, 14 stories high just like the real one, and up there on the mountain now are members of the Sierra Club actually making the first ascent. Uh, I don't recall. I might have seen part of it. Okay, it's amazing. <laughs> After have to watch it. And what fascinated me is Art Linkletter, he's standing out in front of the Matterhorn, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's, you know, introducing it and, and, you know, saying, oh, this is the Matterhorn, and it's 1-100th scale, and... Oh, and here we have our, our mountain climbers climbing it, part of the Sierra Club. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> the Sierra Club? Oh, yeah, the Sierra Club was was uh, climbing the Matterhorn. And it's just so funny. And they're like, oh, and let's introduce Harvey Hickman. <laughs> As if I'm supposed to know who Harvey Hickman is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, help me out. Who okay. is, uh, I, I know who our link letter is. He did, he, he did like the uh, opening day ceremony. Yeah, um, yeah. But I don't... Who is Harvey so, Hickman? He's part of the Sierra Club. <gasps> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> and I guess, like, this was like a... Somebody must have known who these people were. I don't know if they, they did news stories on them, because they were really impressed that George Har was climbing the mountain. And uh, apparently, George Har climbed the mountain five years ago, the real Matterhorn. Okay, so, so they had him. So they were just thrilled because they had like real climbers out there from the climb from the climbing community. And okay, I got yes, you. that makes sense. And I and I think I learned something about the Sierra Club too. I had no idea that it was a bunch of guys and gals that got together and climbed mountains. I I didn't know that. So I'm like, okay. So, yeah, I guess that was part of the Sierra Club. You you were really avid mountain climbers. And um, 
Well, that's fascinating. I had no idea that they had that out there at opening. That's, I mean, I'm not surprised with Disney, but that's, that's fascinating. And they, they raised the the Swiss flag as well as the American flag, but I'll have you know that American flag was on top. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. I got a kick out of that because he's like, we're not doing two flagpoles. No, there shall be one. (laughs) And uh, uh, and then they had, I'm not sure if they were really traditional Swiss folk dancers or people that worked at Disneyland and were dancing a kind of sort of traditional Swiss dance. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to. We're going to go with it. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't put it past Disney to um, actually have fly people over from Switzerland uh, to do that. I yeah. Mean. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But um, yeah, there they were dancing away and jumping. There's a lot of jumping in Swiss. Dance. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently you jump off of things too. So I guess it makes sense. I mean, yeah. sure. Oh, I love that. Speaking of speaking of the outfits uh, or the jumping and dancing. Sorry, I had, had a thought about outfits. Speaking of like, that, oh, yeah. you know, I'm sure they were in really cute outfits, but I love the the cast members costumes. The leader hosen. Yeah, those are <laughs> those are quite spectacular. I mean, you know, that would be fun to dress up. Oh, in yeah. Every day. Good times. I would. Yes, I want that. I just love that. I like the boys outfits better than the girls outfits because yes. I mean, come on. Who doesn't, who doesn't like some awesome suspenders? <laughs> you know, everybody likes getting suspenders. They do. They do. Because boys are even handsomer. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the women's dresses, they're cute. They are. They have the cute puffy sleeves and they come in the waist and stuff like that. But I do. I just, I love the intricate um, suspenders on them and the intricate decoration on the shorts and yeah i guess they get to wear pants now yeah the cast member costumes on that one are are really pretty well and that whole area it's just so well themed um just like the haunted mansion is very well themed that area is very well themed oh, yeah. I mean, you know you do feel like they do make you feel like you're in a little part of switzerland Oh, and see, that's like one of the best rides to ride on a hot, hot summer day because you just feel you just it feels like snow. Yeah, it's cooler. It With is. With all the water there and stuff, it cools down. Yeah, it feels cooler. Oh, yeah. Just get some of that mist from the waterfalls. I love the, the whole landscaping in that area, too. It's just oh, it's yeah. gorgeous. It's beautiful. They always have I mean, brand I just, new flowers. There's always flowers there. Always. Yeah, they have to change those out like every week. Fiona, why don't you tell us about uh, one of the first rides you went on? Oh, or I or I don't have to say ride. I could. Okay. I attraction. Yeah, I think I'll go with um, Sleeping Beauty Castle. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That's a beautiful attraction. What do you remember? What do you remember about it? Well, since I was two, Sleepy Beauty was like my first thing. I was like obsessed. That was Disney related. Yeah, I think that was the first Disney movie that she watched over and over and over again. I have to say, Fiona, you have very good taste. Thanks. 
Thanks for telling me all this. <laughs> but the, for for Sleeping Beauty Castle, like, what do you remember? Do you what's kind of your first memories there with that castle? Mm, well, it's kind of hard for me to remember, mm-hmm. but it looked. But I know there were there were a few scary parts in that in that attraction, and I don't think I was scared in there. It can get dark in there, definitely. Well, yeah. Not sure if I was scared. Not at two. Mm. But you went through and you're doing the walkthrough part of it. Is it and uh, that what you're talking about? Going through, looking at all the scenes inside of it. Mm, yeah, something like that. I love that right? I loved doing that attraction when I was a kid, and I'd always forget about it because you it. It's kind of like you walk through and it's behind you. So you have to turn around. Oh, well, when, well, oh, when, when we walk, walk through the place, uh, that's where we saw that the Sleepy Bee statue, right? Yes, yes. When you were two, they had that beautiful um, Sleeping Beauty uh, bronze that's right inside the castle. Or way off to the left there. Yeah, you were fascinated with that bronze. You loved the little fairies and and everything. Turns out Jimmy wasn't the first one I fell in love with. No, no, you really connected with that. And that's because you had watched the movie so many times. But, yeah, we did go through the castle. It had been um, in probably in 2000, yeah, in 2008. And we went through the, the new rendition that they did of it. When you think about the castle, Fiona, like, what do you think of? What memories come to your mind? Like, can we, can we go in that castle? Is it po- Is that poss? Is that castle possible to go in? Uh huh. Like, not like just a walk-in thing. Well, it doesn't seem like a walk-in thing, does it? Like, if, if Sleeping Beauty Castle wasn't the first thing I did, what was the actual first thing I did? Oh, the first thing you did? Well, the first time we took you to Disneyland, you were about um, eight months old. Mm-hmm. And probably one of the first rides you went on was probably the Pirates ride, because we would go on that Ooh. a lot first. And when yep. you're when you're eight months old, you love the Pirates ride. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not even the scary tunnel part. No, you don't care about the scary tunnel part at all when you're eight months old. segment for the night we're going to talk about some of our experiences in the parks and maybe give you guys a couple tips on how to have a better experience and if you guys have any questions you'd like to ask us you can send them to comments at dispodopolis.com but Ryan why don't you get us started since our moms haven't sent any questions in yet so speaking of like kind of first trips um with bringing Fiona in at eight months old, do you have any like advice or suggestions for people that are going to the parks for the first time, maybe with an infant? Oh, well go, go to the parks with an infant. Definitely. 
Don't be worried not to. Um, they have amazing baby centers there, and I love. I know some people can, like, nurse their baby everywhere. I nursed all my children, mm-hmm. um, but I couldn't because I, my children would just were too curious, and if they heard noises or any movement, they yeah, couldn't they would stop eating. So I would always go to the baby centers. And uh, I remember it was interesting because when I had my, when I had Fiona, so that was like in 2002 when we went, the baby centers uh, were nice and quiet and nobody was there. (laughs) And you could easily get a rocking chair. And I noticed there's quite a difference between 2002 with Fiona and 2009 with my youngest um, I remember that you could not, you can't wait till, till the last minute. Uh, you, you really have to be quite aware of when your child needs to eat because I remember going in and it was full. It completely packed with people in 2009. So I learned very quickly that, you know, I need to get to the baby center, um, a good 20, 30 minutes before I knew, um, he, my child needed to eat. And to make sure I got a rocking chair, but yeah, I mean, it's nice and it, it's quiet, you know, the lights are dimmed and there's rocking chairs. And so it's very, it's fairly quiet and nice. And what fascinates me about the baby centers, baby centers at Disneyland is the baby center at Disneyland is near, uh, the plaza or the center when you, you know, get right out Bain street, that main plaza oh, right, area, right, it's yeah. off to the left. Mm-hmm. But what, what's amazing at DCA is that it's over by Ghirardelli. So it's one of the farthest points. Oh, wow. That's a walk. And that's just kind of, I guess it's sort of central in DCA. It kind of is, but like it's not where you would think it would be at. No, you, you as a mom, you would you initially be like, oh, I need to go to guest services. That's where yeah. you know that everything would be taken care of. But oh no, <laughs> you must go all the way over to the Ghirardelli, which is um, you know past. If you're going through Cars Land, it's halfway through Cars Land. Take a right. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, I was it, as a mom, you always need to be very cognizant of of where you need to feed your kid. So, yeah, that was one of the things I looked up. Like, first thing I did, I got my map. I'm like, hey, where's the baby center? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to eat in two hours. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's nice. I mean, because you always forget something as an adult. Oh, so as a do they have some pretty good supplies there that you can that you can purchase? Or what, what, is the, what yeah, do they have Yeah, there? they have... They have diapers, they have food, I mean, they have microwaves, they have kitchens, they have changing rooms, um, so it's nice. And they have places where the rest of the family can wait for you. You know, they have formula, you know, um, so it's it's great. Yes? Mom? But will be a, but what would be a scary experience to... To a child when they first visit a Disney park. What age? Toddler? Well, something like that. Like three? Or or baby or two. At three, everything's scary. So Pirates is scary. Yeah. <laughs> is scary. I call it the big lull between three and seven. Because most, like, a lot of okay. kids get scared of a lot of things at that time. 
Yes, their minds are just going crazy with their imaginations at that point. They could even be scared at at Mickey Mouse. Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. All of a sudden, because you you see Mickey Mouse on the television, and he's about seven inches tall, depending on how big your television is. (laughs) But there's no way there's a life-size Mickey Mouse on your television. And then you go and see him in person, and it's huge. And you're expecting, you know, a much smaller version so well and also you he has a frozen facial expression too so there's no there's no yes. changing face oh. that that's very scary to a lot of kids the no changing facial expression well it's a good thing yeah. in two well it's a good thing in 2016 his face changed yes oh he has a yeah you know i haven't seen that yet and i don't know if i want to <laughs> yes you have <laughs> i have where did i see it yeah uh, at California Adventure and in the Main Street Parade and stuff like that. Oh, okay. I need to pay more attention. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like his face is looking more, more like his, like his appearances. Like he was all, like his eyes were all rounded like back then and stuff. Even though he looked okay back then. He did. Yes. I thought he looked fine. Yeah. Now, uh, Fiona, back to your question, I think like probably for infants and small children, like, like, you know, uh, newborns to about two year olds, the scariest thing would probably be the fireworks just because of the loud noise. That's where I see a lot of, yeah, I see a lot of very like, like babies and young kids get really scared of the fireworks because they're pretty low. The fireworks there are low Mm -hmm. at Disneyland wishes. and Walt Disney World. Yeah, wishes, yeah. 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 And so it's a pretty intense boom. Um, and it, it's interesting, though, because some kids are really bothered by it, and some you could light fireworks all day and they wouldn't even blink. Right, yeah, yeah. It's just some. It's just some. It's interesting. Yeah. Or just, and any, yeah. any child that's bothered by any kind of loud noise, that, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah they're, they'll be, they'll react to, like, even the parades or different things that... Because things can get pretty loud at times, so, yeah. Yes, I live with somebody who would not allow me to watch a fireworks show for many, many years, Fiona. (laughs) 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 Yes, we would would have to leave the parks before it got dark a lot of the times. Oh, did I I saw the fireworks when I was two? Um, Yeah, I think you slept through the fireworks when you were two. Mm-hmm. Which is amazing thing being a baby, how you can sleep through fireworks. Make it peek, make it blue, make it peek, make it blue. <laughs> so it's always good to know, like, it, yes, you know, if you're a parent, like, know ahead of time, like, if your child likes fireworks or doesn't like fireworks, if they've been to a 4th of July celebration, yes, it, you know, that might help out. <laughs> go, go watch a free fireworks show <laughs> and see how your child reacts to it kind of thing before before waiting uh, for a long time for a Disney fireworks show. Oh, and even like, I would even like even pull it back. Like there's no way I'd be on main street Mm -hmm. for the first time. If you weren't sure. Uh, I know a lot of times because Fiona would, would not want to stay because it was so loud and so bright. We would watch the fireworks over by the parking garage. Like oh, when you, after you take the tram yeah. and they dispatch you right there, there's trees and they have like little benches or I don't really know if they're supposed to be benches or not, but we were sitting there and we would, we, there's no music. 
which actually helps for someone like Fiona because then you just have the fireworks and um, that way it's not as loud. You don't have the intensity with the music and we would just sit there and eat a caramel apple. Oh, I didn't even think of doing that. That's a good that, that's a good little tip there. Yeah, and I know, I think you can watch them from one of the um, areas, overlook areas in the Paradise Pier, and they will pipe in the music. But, um, yeah, no, if, if you just want to have a less intense experience, that we, we would definitely do that. Plus, you've already gone on the tram before the fireworks. <laughs> fighting anybody. Because <laughs> after the fireworks ends, yeah, that can be a little crazy a little bit of a crazy Holy dash down main street and out to the tram and stuff oh it's intense and then you're everybody's trying to get out of the parking garage oh my gosh the tram like the last time we were on it i i can't remember how many trams went by but i it's it's a dog eat dog world in that tram line <laughs> it can be <laughs> Yeah, I was, that's why we almost we almost always do the Toy Story parking lot if we park somewhere. Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard about that. That is that, is that less intense after the fireworks? It's pretty easy because they run a lot of buses, so it's pretty easy to get okay. out to the Toy Story parking lot. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I I like that. I like going that way because I think. I don't know if you can fit more people on it or if they just run a lot more buses. I think they just run a lot more buses. Yeah, because you can wait there a while for a tram. And it can be very disappointing when you see one coming in, but it's going to the other line. Oh, yeah. The first area. No, they usually just do, they'll do like one big loading area. They'll have like a handicap loading spot and then a main loading spot. And they okay. just, you know, start loading up as many people on there okay. as possible. And it's, it goes pretty, pretty quickly, pretty smoothly. It's a pretty easy ride over the Toy Story parking lot. Yeah. Okay. We'll be doing that this summer. Yeah. The Toy Story one. Yeah. And you can also you can also catch the Toy Story buses to the park. So like if you're staying at the Hilton or Marriott, you can walk across the street, get on the Toy Story buses and then come into the park that way. Um, oh, and the new Homewood Suites. They yeah. Right next mm-hmm. door. The new Homewood Suites are really simple. I saw tons of people walking over there from the Homewood Suites to to get in and ride the toy story buses. So the home, so those areas almost have like a direct line right to Disneyland. Speaking of beep, beep, sleepy bee castle, you know, you know, when we were at Disneyland last time, we didn't went there. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Mm-mm. Like I said, we walked through under that castle and I always forget to turn around and look. That's mm. my bad. We need, we need to do that when we go back. Definitely. Yeah, that's a good one. We did do a lot of most of Fantasyland one morning, except for Peter Pan. But we we got in a lot one morning. We did um, what um, yeah. Pinocchio and Snow White. We did the Canal Ride, the Teacups, Alice in Wonderland, Mister Toad. Um, quite a bit. Mm. Oh, a small world, probably within like a two-hour period. Yeah. Oh. That was spring yeah. break with you guys. Yeah. We did we did a lot of rides yep. one morning. Yep. The hardest one is Peter Pan. Peter Pan is just I uh, yeah. And even um yeah, no. I my poor kids never go on Peter Pan. Yeah. <laughs> mm. It's like 
What's up with people? Yeah. We did rope drop on the last trip there uh, one morning, and it was it was an intense walk to Peter Pan, let me tell you what. I mean, there were some people with strollers. You're like, woo, you really want to get oh on that gosh. attraction. It's like... <laughs> Yeah, hurdle. It's there. It's like hurdles. Just jump over the over the strollers. Go. And it's not. It's, yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> there's no need to run or anything. I mean, you know, we we waited in line like maybe ten minutes. It wasn't that. Wow, no, yeah, impressive. Yeah. It, we had like a ton of people going through in front of us, but it, it was just like, you know, uh, Mike was like, "It's okay, Ryan. You can run." <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> I'm okay. I can walk. I'll, I can wait an extra. Sorry for uh, the people I'm who just gonna, really love that film. I can wait an extra like yep. five minutes. I'll be good. <laughs> I will really be good. So, yeah, it's. I would suggest listen to the cast members. Don't run. Do not <laughs> Do run. Do not run. It's not no, that big of a deal to be the first person on that ride because mostly Fantasyland oh, is yeah. pretty empty at that point anyway. So you get on Peter Pan and you can ride everything else. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. yeah. That's the only. That's the only line there. Fancy yeah. line. Thank you for joining us on our first podcast of Dispodopolis. All right, Fiona, you want to say goodnight for the night? Cannibals. There you go. Cannibals. It is. <laughs> Ryan, you want to say goodnight to our lovely two-member audience? Good night. <laughs> and good night for me also. Good night, Mom. <laughs> we will be coming to you hopefully once a month with a fun and fancy free information, very fancy free, about Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and everything in between. You can find Dispodopolis on Facebook at groups backslash dispodopolis.com, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest at Dispodopolis. You can also follow us individually on Twitter on my Call is Tink Scout. Fiona is Fiona Toad Girl. Ryan, what's yours? Mine is at Ryan Flint underscore edu. Yes, keeping it very education. <laughs> of course. Please, of course. <laughs> Please send us all your fun and crazy thoughts at comments at dispodopolis.com and we will see you real soon. And we leave you now with a goodnight kiss around Disneyland. See you later.
Dispodopolis is a EFA Solutions production. All music and interviews remain the copyright of their respectful owners and are being used under the Creative Commons license law. All other content remains the copyright of EFA Solutions, LLC. This broadcast is not affiliated with Disney or any of the Disney properties, and the opinions expressed in this broadcast belong to the hosts and guests.